0: No one in Hollywood these days would consider portraying members of the Wehrmacht as human beings. Perish the thought of showing mid-century Germans as anything but rabid Nazi loyalists. How dare anyone portray these people as having emotions and nuance. But this was the 1970s, where opinions weren't so polarised and Hollywood wasn't so woke. You could make a film with poor money depicting the German army in the 1940s, the director being an alcoholic was just par for the course, and people back then probably would have been able to pinpoint Yugoslavia on a fucking map. We're introduced to a small collection of battle hardened German soldiers who are taking out a Russian artillery position. The group of experienced men easily dispatched the Russian soldiers and captured a boy who happened to be the musical mascot or something. We then see the arrival of Captain Stransky. Stransky is fresh from drinking champagne in France and is asked to be sent to the Eastern Front for some thrill-seeking with the vain hope that he can get an Iron Cross for his efforts. Whereas our lead character, Steiner, has the support of his men and is well-liked by all because he is a man of his word, Steiner represents the classic underdog hero. He has his opinions and doesn't care who knows them. He speaks his mind regardless of rank and file and is not interested in promotions, yet displays valour in battle. Steiner is the sort of man Stransky aspires to be. In fact, most men would like to be like him. But Stransky is a cunning, devious and manipulative coward whose only interest is to get his medal and fuck off. Colonel, why does our presence here strike you as so absurd, Captain? Why did you ask to be relieved from uh, duty in France? I want to get the Iron Cross. Stransky's first encounter with Steiner results in a subtle display of insubordination. Where Steiner refuses to execute the Russian musical mascot they picked up, Stransky's reaction isn't quite what you'd expect in modern, lazy screenwriting. Nope, Steiner receives an immediate promotion, and now he's Sergeant Steiner. This is an attempt to get Steiner on side for future favours. We get to see just how hell-bent Stransky is for his pursuit of medals. He quickly identifies two homosexuals under his command. He feeds them lines about how men can live without women, etc, and uses their non-denials against them to force their loyalty through fear of the death penalty. I can assure you of this, if you get caught, you will be hanged, slowly, both of you. The Russians inevitably advance, and they kick the shit out of the Germans. There are some great action scenes here, the editing is superb. As part of this Russian push for territory, we see a young Lieutenant Meyer leading the troops to hold their position. Meyer even engages in hand-to-hand combat to inspire the men. It's from here on out that we see even more shitbaggery from Stransky, as he claims stolen valour for the successful pushback against the advancing Russians. Steiner was injured during this skirmish and spends a few weeks in hospital dealing with a concussion. He's not that badly injured, though, because he finds time to get his end away with a fit-looking nurse. When Steiner returns to the front line and refuses to back Stransky's request for an Iron Cross, Stransky gets the right-up and plans to leave Steiner behind in enemy lines as the Russians advance once again to clear out the tired Wehrmacht. Now, I like to tease the plot of films in my reviews but I don't want to go and tell you the entire story. I like to think that these reviews will pique your interest to go see it. And it's well worth watching too. There are no holds barred in this film. Children get shot, women get shot, everyone gets shot, just like you'd expect in a movie, trying to tell a realistic story of a small platoon trying to navigate their way through enemy territory. The film does balance injustice and justice rather well. There is a particular scene where Steiner leaves one of his men behind because he takes advantage of a Russian woman something quite horrific happens, and Steiner just turns and walks away. It's a sense of raw justice that you'd expect in a war zone. The climax of the film is heightened by the biggest injustice of them all. Steiner has been cool, calm and collected throughout the entire movie, but the final betrayal is just too much for him to take and he seeks revenge, going all out emptying an entire magazine into a fellow German soldier. There are issues, though. The ending. You're left hanging as to what happens to our main characters, as there is no definitive conclusion, which left me feeling unfulfilled and that retribution had not been fully served. The director, Sam Peckinpah, caused lots of issues with production and staff. Peckinpah would go on benders, and days would be lost while he sobered up. Peckinpah was also snorting lines of blows so that he could keep alert and oversee the editing process. The film ran hugely over budget, costing an extra two million dollars, causing doubts about the film being completed. If you believe what you read, the ending was thrown together by the will of James Coburn. Pissed off by the fact that the film had run massively over budget and threats of putting the entire production on hold, Coburn said fuck it and made Peckinpah shoot something completely off the cuff. And this is one of the reasons I love older films, because there are stories of debauchery, people walking off set and legends being created. Today's productions are so sanitised and professional now, through fear of losing advertisers and other promotions, in the 60s and 70s they didn't give a fuck. They were loose cannons, and people had a personality, reactions weren't so scripted, and people weren't afraid of the council culture we have now. Now I know what you're thinking, is Cross of Iron worth watching? If you have an interest in war films, and like breaking the convention of war films, then absolutely yes it is worth watching. I was drawn to this film for two reasons. One is that I like Second World War history and second is because of Sam Peckinpah. I loved Straw Dogs, 1971, Dustin Hoffman, absolutely fantastic film. You should definitely go and watch that if you haven't seen it. But I also like the fact that he struggled with substance abuse um, but yet it was a testament to his character that he got through that and produced such great films in his career. So to sum up, yeah, give it a go. Good film.